what I see people struggling with is that all of their eggs go in that basket. All of their picture of success is about that role because of what they think it will do for them. And when they get there, it didn't do all those things. <laughs> or six months later, it's now about the next role. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant. And this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thanks for joining me today. Thanks for taking your time to invest in yourself as a leader in ways that can change your future, create a different set of outcomes for you and your team and your business. That's what we're here to do is to change what could happen into what should happen in our future. And I appreciate you spending some time on that with me. We're going to dive in today to a very foundational concept when it comes to creating your best future. And I want you to stay with me for that. But first, I also want to make sure that you are thinking about how you invest your time, more time into your abilities as a leader that help you get different sets of results. And one of the ways that you can do that is by taking our masterclass on accountability. It starts next week and you can sign up now. It is six weeks with me walking through the concept of accountability, the process for how to build a team around it, how to hire people that are fully accountable, how to understand when you see accountability versus victim thinking, which can show up for all of us at certain points in our world. We're going to explore all of that. And here's what I will promise you if you decide to engage in this course. A transformation will happen for you in terms of how you think about leadership, how you think about your team, the habits that you have that get the sets of results that you want, that help your people grow and develop and become more capable, not just get another day's work done or another week's work done. That will happen for you, that transformation, that shift in thinking that allows you to look at your team and say they are here right now relative to accountability. And I want to take them here. And I now know how to do that. I know what my steps are. I know how I plan my day. I know how I organize my thoughts. I know which questions to ask. I know when to step in and support. I know when to simply back up and let people learn. And I can understand that through a process that we teach around how to build a more accountable team culture. So I want you to go sign up for that today, leadershipgym.com forward slash accountability. Invest in that time for yourself in a way that changes your future. Okay, thanks for being here for this discussion today, which is going to be very foundational, as I said, in terms of where you want to go in the bigger picture of things, what kind of leader you want to be, what kind of difference you want to make. All of those things have to begin with a definition of success. So when I coach executives, one of the first things that we do, and by the way, 
when I call them executives, I think of that in terms of people that are leading teams. I think of that as leaders that are working their way through an organization or through a process inside an organization to become a more impactful leader. I don't mean it to sound like the only people that can benefit from the work that I do and the work that we do together are people that are already at the top of their game or at the top of an organization. However, what I want to do as I think about that is coach people so that they can be if they want to. In fact, they can be anywhere they want to because of the work that we get to do together. So I call it executive coaching. It's a common theme or name or label within the coaching industry that people tend to understand. So I just wanted to take a short detour down this road and explain when I say coaching executives, I get to coach people at all different levels in all different kinds of businesses from Fortune 25s down to small businesses that people are maybe just building teams in. So we get to do a lot of different work, a lot of different levels and a lot of different places on the journey. And that's what actually helps these processes start to form into things that you can use anywhere. Because as we build them and shape them, and as I learn even more about what successful leaders are doing at every level, as I work with them, we're able to incorporate that, both the challenges that they face and also the solutions that they find. Okay, we'll get back on the road here after that short little detour. And we'll talk about this concept of defining success, because it is one of the first things I do in any coaching engagement is spend some time saying, what do you want your world to look like in 18 months, two years? Talk to me about that. Now, what people generally do, and it may depend on where they are and what kind of organization they're in, but what people generally do is talk about one of two things. They either talk about the role they want to have. Well, I want to get promoted to VP or I want to get promoted to president or I want to be in that role. They either start there or on occasion and less frequently, they start with what they want their team to look like. I want to have a better team. I want to have a stronger team. I want to have a more capable team. I don't want to be putting out fires all day. And yes, sometimes they start with what they don't want, even though the exercise is to crystallize what they do want. So they focus on a couple of these things generally just in an impulsive way. Here's the thing that comes to mind when you say that. And that's awesome. We just have to make sure that we explore success in multiple dimensions, because if we focus on one dimension of success, what we are saying to ourselves is, I want this thing at the expense of others. And that's not okay. I want this thing, even if other parts of my world or life don't feel good or aren't how I would have shaped them if I'd had a choice or if I'd thought about it more or earlier. That's not okay. So when I say define success, I do not mean in one dimension. I mean a holistic, complete, comprehensive view of what success looks like. And that means that we have to explore it in different dimensions. And so what I'm going to do today is run through some of these dimensions that will cause you 
as you explore success, to think about it from different angles and create a more complete definition of success for yourself rather than a one-dimensional definition of success for yourself. We all know people that have just wanted to do that one thing. I needed to get my career to this place or I needed to have a certain amount of money and everything else took a back seat. And then when they get there, most of the people I work with that get there, they've achieved that goal, they've done that thing, they've become that, that person in the organization. They find that they're not happy because they thought success was the one thing. Success is never the one thing. Success is all the things working together in harmony to create the life you want. And if we approach success differently than that, we end up with outcomes that weren't what we expected and aren't the ones we wanted now that we're in them. And that's not okay for leaders because leaders that are in that space, first of all, they're not leading well at all. Second of all, they are now having to figure out what's next for themselves after building a path to something that they didn't really want. Look at the effort and the time and the energy spent in the wrong direction. I simply picked the wrong destination and therefore I drove in the wrong direction to it. And then got there and realized I was further away from what I really wanted in life. That's not okay. Doing work to move away from what we really want in life is not okay. And so what we want to do is make sure we start with a clear picture of success that is beyond a one compelling thing. It doesn't mean we can't have a really compelling thing. We just have to build our definition in harmony with the other things in our world so that we get real success, not one-dimensional success, because that is not where happiness lives. And ultimately, that's what our success is for. I want to get to a place where I feel good about my life, good about the way I'm spending my time, the things I'm doing, the outcomes that I'm getting, the relationships I have, and we'll, we'll go through these dimensions here in a second. Just understand that building a life based on getting the one thing at the expense of the others is not success. It's obsession. And that doesn't mean we can't have some level of obsession with things that are important to us. We just want to explore all the things so that we obsess about a bigger picture that we actually want to achieve rather than the one thing that we think will make us happy and it doesn't at the expense of the others. Okay, so I'm going to walk through seven dimensions of success that I want you to think about. And some of these may apply to you. Some of them may matter a little less or be less important at this stage in your life or this place on your journey. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to think about it. We're going to look at it from that angle so that we can make those choices for ourselves. Here's the interesting thing. We can use this definition of success for our life or next week. Now, we will have to do a little bit of work if we're working on short term with these things, because some of the questions will have to be sort of focused on short term things. But this process works no matter what we want to change or create differently in our future than we have in our present. 
All right, so stick with me here. We're going to go through these seven. The first one is roll, and I put it in there because that's where people start. And it may not apply to everyone. I may own my own business. I may not want another role. I may already be in the role that I did want. I may already be the president or already be the VP or already be the thing that I wanted to get to, and I'm happy here. But for a lot of people inside organizations, success as validated by others represents a role or a title or a job. And so we've got to decide which one that we want. Now, here's the thing. I am not saying, nor would I ever think, that it's bad to want a role as part of your success. In fact, it's not. It's a great measuring stick for many people. It may or may not be for you, but if it is, that's cool. That's awesome. Have it. We know what rungs on the ladder look like for us, and that helps us drive paths toward them, create ways to get there because we understand what they mean. That's beautiful. What I see people struggling with is that all of their eggs go in that basket, all of their picture of success is about that role because of what they think it will do for them. And when they get there, it didn't do all those things. Or six months later, it's now about the next role. And so role can be a part of this and probably should be a part of this. There's a huge amount of satisfaction to getting to that level, to having that title, to getting to change. I don't know if anybody has business cards anymore, but changing that business card, like that's a pat yourself on the back moment that people should and might want. And it feels great. It feels phenomenal. It's also really short term. Because six months later, it doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean it can't be a component of our success. And so I put it in here as one of these components because it is so important to so many people. We're not going to deny that that exists or that it could be a piece of our success. We're just going to explore what it means for us. Do I want another role? And if so, which role do I want? Now we're going to build that out, right? The second thing, and the reason we're starting with these is because they are the ones that show up the most, is money. How much money do I want to make? What do I want my income to look like? Let's not, again, deny that that is a metric that many of us use for success. We're not going to pretend that you're going to build some Pollyanna version of success that doesn't include financial independence or security or however you want it to look for yourself. We're not going to do that because it's not realistic and it doesn't work in the real world. And that's what we do here is work in the real world. So decide how much money you want at some point in time. It's a great marker. It can be exceptionally useful as a tool to measure progress. Use it. It's also a great thing to have because of what it gets you, because of what you can do with it, because of how it can affect other things like time, like ability to give back, like ability to make a difference, like all of those things that you might want in your world. Money can be a tool for that. So it's okay to say, how much money do I want? Okay, roll money. The third one is time. And this may be the most important, although. When I get to number seven, I'm going to maybe compete with that statement a little bit. Time. When you think about time as a dimension of success, I want you to think about how you spend it and how much freedom you have with it. 
both things are really important to people. So how I spend my time at work or outside of work is a really big component of what people view as success. If I am enjoying the time I'm spending, if I am excited about the things I get to do during that time and I'm interested in them and I care about them and I feel like at the end of the day, I had a good use of time. That is critical for success. And it's a key ingredient of happiness too, is that I am spending time in ways that make me feel good about what I did with the time I spent. That's important. Also, the amount of freedom I have over the time. One of the most disengaging things for us as humans is lack of autonomy, that someone else controls my time and I have to go serve that master for a while. And then I get to serve myself as a master in doing the other things. We do not want to spend time in ways that we don't believe serve us, but are necessary for that other dimension, the money, right? So we've got to start to think about how do I want to spend my time if I'm ultimately successful, not just can I have enough of it that's free? Can I have enough of it that isn't controlled by somebody else? That's important too. But how do I spend it when I get to make choices with it is also important. Okay, relationships. And I don't just mean family or friends or things like that. I do mean that, but I don't just mean that. What kind of relationships do I want with my team? Now, these are obviously going to look different than personal or deeper or different relationships that we might have, but it's a really important thing that a lot of leaders don't explore. What kind of relationship do you want with your team? That means how do you communicate with each other? How much trust is there? How much candor is there? How often do you get together and think creatively about things? How do you spend the time that you have together? What's the relationship like if they report to you? What's the relationship like for people that you report to? What should it look like? How should it feel? How should people describe it if they were to watch you work together? We've got to explore all of those relative to our relationships. So I don't just mean with your spouse or your significant other or your partner or your best friend or any of that. I mean all of it. Let's look at our work relationships and our out-of-work relationships. Impact. What do I want to be different because I showed up? What are the things that I want to make better or have influence over or on? What are those things? What impacts will occur because I do this work? Because I show up this way? Because I'm present in life in a certain way? What kind of impact do I want to have? So that's five. Six is legacy. Now, not just what impact do I want to have, what do I want to leave behind? And that doesn't mean that I have to pass on. It means that I may not be in this role forever, or I may not be working with these people forever. Think about like a high school teacher who had some influence over you or a mentor somewhere along the way. And maybe you're not directly connected with that human on a day-to-day -day basis, but they still left a legacy with you because of the impact that they had. And those are different. People can impact you during the day. They can impact the work you do. They can impact even the thoughts you have right then. 
But if we want to do something longer term, that's legacy. And as you take your leadership journey or any journey, different things are going to matter more in different places. That's why it's important to explore them all. What legacy am I going to leave when I'm not in this role or working with these particular people? What's not just going to be different today? What's going to be different for the rest of their life? And how did I have an impact on that? What's going to be different in the business that will last beyond my ability to interact with it on a daily basis? That's legacy. What do I leave behind? Not because I'm gone, but because I built it in such a way, I cared about it in such a way that it lasts beyond my ability or need to interact with it on a daily basis. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And then the last one, and this one's going to be interesting for some of you. Thoughts. Now, I could put happiness here. I could put contentment here. I could put lots of things. But here's the truth about us as humans. Most of the time that we spend thinking is inside our own head. It is about us. It is about our feelings. It is about our beliefs. It is about our self-talk. It's all of those things. What do you want your internal thoughts to be, to be focused on, to be pointed at, to be invested in? What do you want those internal thoughts to be? Because the source of happiness is how does my mind feel? What am I thinking about? What am I spending my time on? What am I not worried about? What do I feel good about? The source of unhappiness is a whole lot of thoughts spinning around in my head about what I'm worried about or can't do or aren't good enough at or should have done or wish was different in my past. And so this exercise is really important because thinking about happiness is one thing. And we can have a whole lot of sort of false beliefs about what will cause us to be happy, especially in things we have never had or don't have yet. There's a lot of people that think that money thing is going to make them happy and then they get there and it doesn't because money wasn't the thing that was going to cause happiness. didn't change their thoughts. They're sitting there questioning, do I deserve it? Did I really earn it? Am I using it right? Should I be guilty for having it? Now, what choices do I make with it? How do I hang on to it? How do I keep enough of it? It's, it's a whole nother set of scary thoughts, even with more money sometimes. And I run into this a lot with people that are making significant amounts of money, far more than I ever expect to, and yet are dealing with quite a bit of unhappiness because of the thoughts they're having about it. So even if you spend a little bit of time on this dimension of success. I want you to think about what thoughts do I want to have? What thoughts do I want to have when I get up in the morning? What thoughts do I want to have at the end of the day? What thoughts do I want to have about my next month or my next week? What thoughts do I want to have about who I am, what I've achieved, and how I feel about that? It may connect with all of these things. I may have thoughts about the impact I have, thoughts about the relationships I have. But exploring this, although it sounds like a really abstract and maybe vague concept, just ask yourself the question, if I'm truly successful, what thoughts are going through my head all day? What am I thinking about? What am I spending time on? Where's my mental energy focused? Because those are the things that drive so much of how we feel about our life and our life with others and our life with work 
and all of those things. So it's very useful to kick them around as possibilities, ideas, beliefs, things that could make a difference for us if we explore them. And if we start to choose the ones we want, which is the beginning of any journey towards success. All right, make sure you spend time on these things as you think about your definition of success, your role, your money, your time, your relationships, your impact, your legacy, your thoughts. Write those down if you get a chance. Even if you don't get a chance, write those down. <laughs> think about where you want to be in 18 months, two years, I don't care, five years, 10 years, six weeks. doesn't matter. Know what you're working toward. That will help you figure out what the steps are that move you in that direction. Hey, if you like the work we're doing here and the conversations we're having, please leave us a review and hopefully a five-star rating. I want to earn that. The, the point of doing this work is that it makes a difference for you. And so I want to earn that five-star rating because it's some measure of whether it did or not. And I want you to share that with others so that they can find us too, because we might be able to help them as well. Maybe we could change something in their world that will change something in the people that they lead, will change something in the business that they lead or contribute to. And that matters for us. All right. Take a look at your seven dimensions of success and go make a difference. Mm -hmm.